the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Well, good morning, everyone, on this uh, bright, sunny, blue sky Monday. We have a fresh week ahead. When you get a chance, you hear me mention the website, DePietro.com. Make sure you log on at the website. You can see I have video up of uh, this is unique. There's uh, a Saturday night I responded to. There was a, believe it or not, but a Cambodian uh, gang war that's going on right now in the city of providence and you can see the different shell casings shots fired uh you hear a lot about some of the different gangs but i was unaware that you have uh, cambodian gangs and there's some kind of a beef that is uh kicked in amongst them and so a lot of fighting back and forth you can see that at the website you can also see i wrote a story on why it is a it's a mystery to me why the rhode island republican party tends to ignore this state senator her name is tiara mack and she's black and she's a black lives matter member and she's a real activist and she's a socialist and just last week she put it out this is a sitting state senator put out that she thinks no forget about defunding the police we need to abolish the police and that's about as extreme view as you can get and the reason i wrote about it and again you can read about it at the website petro.com is uh, just because the Republican Party, that should be something you harp on. That's something that you highlight to me. That's something that you say, hey, listen, here's the differences between the two parties. If you are a member of Democrat Party, maybe you're a moderate Dem, and if you don't think, like, don't you think that the party has kind of left you, use it as a recruiting tool in a way, or maybe independent voters, something. When you have someone like that who's so extreme with their feelings towards uh, ICE and just police in general, and yet complete silence. I mean, to me, that's someone who you should make th- make her a star, make her a celebrity, make her that's the face of the the Democrat Party, and and put other Democrats on the spot to say, do you agree with, you know, your colleague who happens to be in the state Senate? The only thing I can think of, because it just makes no sense politically not to do that. The only thing I can think of is if they're they're kind of afraid of her, if they're intimidated by her. And I think it's more like that. I think now, again, this is the party. I think the Rhode Island Republican Party, who I normally support all the time, but I think they're intimidated. She's not only a female, she's black female. I think she's come out in favor. uh, I think she has said about her sexuality. And I know she is a member of Black Lives Matter. But but, you know, just put all those things to the side we're talking about her votes her voting and what she's saying her views those are fair game if you do it in a respectful manner it is completely fair game just not sure why you would highlight that and say to different people that maybe listening right now and you say no 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 I'm i'm a democrat really because right now one of the leaders of the party is really a socialist and they want to abolish police not defund not criticize abolish get rid of it close it up if we're up to them take away the keys everybody loses a job there's no more of that does anybody really want to lead into that you know absurd that whole concept is i think it should be brought out i think it should be exploited i think you want to make sure everyone knows who this person is and highlight the difference between the two parties now another story that i want to mention and he's late to the game but portland's mayor is now begging the public to help, quote, unmask members of this self-described anarchist mob. I'm also asking you to help make a stand, take our city back. This is the mayor, uh, Ted Wheeler. Listen, this is of his own doing, this guy. He's the one that has allowed all of this to 
happen in in his city in in portland which has become just a, a complete mess but he's the one that was doing that he's the one that would try to get along and then then they suddenly start to realize like hey wait a minute these people have no agenda other than just real real anarchy i mean that's what we're really talking about in the vandalism peaceful protests started and it's taking a serious toll on the people and business owners who call that city home mike mccarter is the president of the group move oregon's border and joins me live with more mike i'm stunned by this you mean to tell me nine months later these riots are still popping up in portland yep yes carly thank you for uh, allowing us to come on yes it is it is a situation that is very frustrating to watch this happen and, and it doesn't seem that there's any end to it. And this is part of the reason why, you know, it's been developing over years that rural Oregon counties want to leave Oregon and come alongside Idaho counties. Oh. So who is doing this rioting and what is their goal? Well, it, you know, it started out with, with uh, supposedly uh, peaceful protests uh, about uh, you know, uh, various police actions taking place in Portland or around the country. And it, it seems like it's just opened the gate up and allowed people to um, release their frustrations and damage property and, and hurt people. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the property that's being damaged are storefronts and business owners are really um, struggling there. And that's really unfortunate because as COVID cases are going down and vaccination rates are going up, this should be a time where businesses are starting to see an influx of people. But we're hearing that a lot of business owners in this area are really struggling because of the, these continued... Portland. Portland was a beautiful place, but right now it's got a black eye. And I can't fathom what it must be like to operate a business under not only COVID restrictions, but with the riots going on. And those riots tend to revolve around through the city. You never quite know where it's going to pop up next. Yeah, overall violence has skyrocketed. In January of last year, there were 50 shooting incidents. That's more than double. Oh. January 2021, that was, that's 104. So how do you think Portland should fix this problem? You know, they have a series of problems that are, that are related to, to urban living around there, to city living. Let me just pause it right now. What an absolute disgrace. But that is the mayor, you know, that has allowed this. And this, this, is, this is anarchy. These are anarchists. This is the same thing that uh, President Biden, he said, oh, no, Antifa is not real. Antifa is just, a, a, just an idea. Well, anyone that has seen this. Uh, they certainly look real to me, absolutely destroying the city. And now you have the mayor saying, hey, wait a minute, maybe, maybe we shouldn't let these people. It's nonsense. It's like living in a war zone for no reason. They have no reason for any of this to carry on. So, all right, folks, it's Monday. It's the John DePietro Show. Leave it right here, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Outside your home. Let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free 
same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585, 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com, Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It's time for politics this week. Joining me is the managing editor for anchorrising.com. It's Justin Katz. And uh, Justin, first of all, anchorrising.com, it looks fantastic. And uh, I'm really going to be pushing people to log on to it and share many of the stories. I want to start off, if you don't mind, let's start off with the, uh, this is a, a unique, interesting story out of South Kingstown with a, a story that supposedly has kind of divided the town, but there's a lot of different moving parts to it. Justin? Mm-hmm. I'm here. <clears throat> okay, go right ahead. Oh, well, in South Kingstown, we, there was an incident where a, a young woman, year or two out of high school, uh, I guess she, she's some more or less been homeless, you know, kind of looking for places to sleep and find food. And she fell in with a guy and uh, they became intimate. And there was one night where she was uh, heavily intoxicated and there were four of them, uh, four guys, and they videotaped her. Uh, she went back to her parents and they called the police, it sounds like. And now we're in a, a circumstance where the four young men are have been arrested for rape one of them was a minor so he was let go and it's the division which is getting national attention at this point is because it's basically a me too versus black lives matter because she's white and the four guys are are black uh so there's there's a lot of it's that it's a tension between uh who which identity politics wins in the end and what what strikes me about it what i wrote about on anchorizing.com is that this really is just distracting from really the questions that matter. Like, how is it that a young woman from South Kingstown finds herself in that situation? We're not talking, you know, either the sticks or the inner city here. And how is it that these four guys thought this was okay and went, went along with it? And it, see, it seems to me that we're, we, we do a lot of fighting over identity politics in order to distract from the bigger questions uh, about what's going on with our culture. And that's probably because at the end of the day, the people to blame are, are the people who are making our culture so radical and and uh, and so hedonistic uh, that we, we just end up in these situations. And it's, it's a tragic story all around. Justin, what's also interesting about this is the, the town, uh, they've been verge, uh, vigils and rallies, but I don't know about rallies, I should say, but vigils, but but supporting the young men who I guess they, you're, you're right. Uh, at least a couple of them also happen to be members of the Narragansett Indian tribe. And what I think uh, is an interesting thing that is not getting a lot of play here is Sarah Markey, who's an elected official down there. She's a, a union representative. She's all in on defending these guys. Like what, what happened to believe women? Um, <clears throat> apparently they, they have video. The police viewed the video and that's why they, you know, they charge them and won't let them out on bail. But you're exactly right. And, and Sarah Markey is is raising, you know, defense funds for them and uh, completely. It's as if they, they don't want to come out and say, don't believe her. But they're trying to make such a strong argument to believe them, release them. They're trying to um, uh, they're trying to make uh, uh, to say that they're, you know, like they're like the uh, what are they called? Like the the South Kingstown Four. And they're trying to link them almost like the Central Park Five. But what is so different is one of them, and I think one of the guys actually, it was a 16-year-old and two older guys. But then somebody that filmed them, his attorney is saying he, he had nothing to do with the act. He was just filming. But, I mean, he sent her the video. He was sending her the video, which is completely different than what happened with Central Park Five. But you're exactly right. This is like all – identity politics and in trying to portray themselves as the victim but this this young woman is uh i i don't really see a lot of people out there defending her oh certainly and a lot of the in the rallies that i've seen a lot of the rhetoric is you know i normally believe all women and we don't want to blame anybody for you know to blame the victim but and so then you get wrapped up in the black lives matter thing and what's what's tragic to me is that the, we can have and we should have a mature public conversation about these things and what it means for us as a community but we don't have that instead it's all along these political lines where suddenly you know it's 
it's no bail no bail is suddenly the problem and and it's a racial issue uh and we're, we're blaming the victim i remember that the, the central park five when i was a kid it was you know her skirt was so too short i think it was she she was tempting them or that was kind of the the case that defense no, that, lawyers make that was a different case that, okay. yeah that's different central park five was the jogger Right. Okay. So that was the jogger. I, so, well, I was young, but, so I must have messed him up. <laughs> but that's the, all right. But, well, and, but and by the way, the evidence came out late, much years later, and there was there was the past few years there was a Netflix special. That's why this case got so much attention. But the the point is, you're exactly right. That and and what do you make of Sarah Markey? Talk about playing to the constituents. I mean, normally you think she would be on the side of the young woman, but not when it comes to votes in the town. Yeah, a lot of the not not just her, but people down there in the school committee, and I think the town council as well. You know, it's a lot of hedging. He has to believe all women, but you know, in this case, I don't know. It, it really, I mean, it does it goes goes to show you know the 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 old tendency to to blame victims and or to pick who you think is a victim and it's always the other person's fault. And it's, it's that's where we get with these, these identity politics because they don't want us to think things through because again, that, that would require us to have a mature discussion, which we're, we're not, not allowed to do. Everything is tribes and battles and, and who has a greater political pull. And that's what's, that's what's really to me the most tragic of all of this is just we're not fixing things that lead to exactly these sorts of incidents. We're not, we're not taking care of, of the, the problems in our society that, that really need to be addressed. It's, and it's, it's really, we're just going to see more and more of this. I mean, when you combine social media, the idea that, you know, everything needs to be videotaped and, and, and then add that with, we're just not, I mean, I can't help but thinking of the Grammy awards. What was, was the Grammys recently with, with, um, that WAP song. Um, yes. I mean, just if I watched a few seconds of it and it, apart from, from being overtly pornographic, it was almost Satanistic. I mean, if kids yeah. are watching this and if this is what we're showing as acceptable at an awards show, I mean, it's hard to understand. It's almost hard to blame them for thinking, oh, I guess this is how it works, except when, you know, somebody just decides afterwards that it, um, or well, except when they find out afterwards and decide the press charges. I mean, that's, we're, this story is interesting, not only because it's just kind of a small Rhode Island town getting national attention, but because it does hit that kind of sweet spot of, of, where all these different trends seem to be going. And it's, it's not a pretty picture. Folks, our segment is politics this week with me is the managing editor for anchorrising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, I also want to touch on, and I did send you a link. I, I on depetro.com wrote a quick blurb story, but I, I am just dumbfounded that the Rhode Island Republican party doesn't make more of this uh, state Senator Tierra Mac, other than I have to think at this point, they're just they're just intimidated and they're afraid to in any way engage her. But this is someone who she is uh, African-American. She is also, I believe, uh, uh, I think she portrayed herself as a, a queer woman. And she uh, back in January, uh, she's also a member of Black Lives Matter. But back in January, she was got in a car accident. Her car was unregistered. She had an out of state license plate. Uh, out of state license, excuse me. But then more recently, she posted this is a sitting state senator and posting about don't, you know, try to um, fix the police. We need to abolish the police. I, I'm just I'm I, I'm just dumbfounded that why, why they don't in any way try to draw more attention to that. And, and because I think you and I both would agree that there's a lot of division within the Democrat Party. Certainly not every Democrat is on board with that. You have a representative, Ray Hull. He is a police officer who's up there. And he's actually, he's happens to be African-American. He's a rep. But they, um, they, I, I just, I don't understand why they don't make a big deal to, to try to, you know, illustrate this is the new Democrat party. And instead, seemingly she gets a complete free pass on any type of uh, publicity or criticism from the Republican party. Yeah, well, I mean, we, this is, we've seen this with these young progressives over the past few years as well. Uh, just the, you know, the only thing I can think is that everybody wants to seem reasonable. Nobody on the right wants to be an, the, the person that the spotlight hits and you're the unreasonable one. And I mean, it's kind of an understandable 
impulse, but it, it really, it, first of all, it's kind of disrespectful to your base. Uh, and it's also not very effective in, in getting anything done. So it, it starts to become where you, you wonder why any of these folks are in there. But I don't know, I, you know, I, I, I look at the kind of the Saul Alinsky strategies we've been seeing more and more for the past few years. I mean, President Trump nationally was kind of the, the this poster child for this, but you see it also in uh, figures like Ted Cruz, constantly vilified, constantly attacked. Uh, and I mean, I mean you, you see that even locally and who wants to be part of that? You, we saw what happened to you uh, when the unions decided to go after you. I mean, in, in Tiverton, just locally, I, I was recalled from the town council because the only reason was they didn't, the, the opposition didn't think it was tolerable that somebody they didn't like was on the council. I mean, that's when you're going to be vilified that much, even at a local level for getting involved, a lot of people are going to try to avoid that. And they know that this, this Black Lives Matter spotlight can hit them. I mean, the media didn't even protect Gene Valicenti when, uh, when Tierra Mac kind of yes. made an issue of him. So <clears throat> if you're just, if you're just some rep who's trying to do some, you know, maybe you're in your retirement years, or you've got some aspirations, and you just want to do something good, and you see that you can quickly become the, the villain and face of racism in your state, if you, if you try to even push back on these things. I think, I think they're scared ultimately. And it's a shame, I, but it's deliberate. I, Again, I, was thinking, I, I, go ahead. I want to back up just for a second, though, make sure we're framing this properly. It'd be, or either that or we just agree to disagree. I'm okay. talking about the party itself, uh, the party that was relentless about the climate bill. On the national level, they, the Democrats have removed Marjorie Taylor Greene from every committee. The Republican National Party, they do a good job to make sure that people know where the squad stands on things. Locally, you had, you know, the Democrats really went after Justin Price, trying to draw attention to an extreme part of uh, the part of, you know, the Republicans and, and made other people, you know, come out and either defend them or, or just draw attention to it. I'm talking about the party. I'm not talking about another rep up there. Although I, I think it would be fair game in the Senate. But when you have someone that is this divisive, and the Republican Party is just silent about it, and they don't even draw attention to it. I I think they're doing themselves a disservice. Well, oh, sure. I, I think it's I think it's kind of the same dynamic. But yeah, we can. Continue. We're, we're going to take a, a quick break, folks. A lot more politics this week. Justin Katz, manage, uh, managing editor of AnchorRising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Ever in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401 401- 272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 
3340. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor for anchorrising.com. Justin, there was a big story about, I don't know what to make of this, of these uh, actually clan stickers that showed up in the town of Warren. Uh, they were just, somebody put them somewhere. I don't know where they came from, who gets them. There's been no type of activity. There was then a huge, you know, demonstration and vigil about this white supremacy, but I, I just can't help but think that it's just like some kids that somebody got a hold of these stickers. They thought it'd be funny, but um, it just creates this this false narrative to me that there are like these white supremacists living amongst these people in the town of Warren. Yeah, well, I, I'd actually probably go a step farther than than you on that. I don't I don't know that I even think it was kids. I mean, at this point, seeing what we've seen nationally, particularly on college campuses, and we're, if anything defines our time, it's college campuses are exploding yep. across the, into the, our culture. Uh, but you, the default assumption to me has to be that it's, it's really just a hoax. Somebody put it up yeah. there so that they could go, oh, they, they put it up, took a picture, slapped another sticker on top of it and said, let's have a rally. Because it's it's very hard, hard to understand otherwise. As you say, there's there's no evidence of Nothing. a white supremacist infiltration of our of our community and and it's such an it's insulting uh, kind of perspective as if as if white people are wandering around going about their lives and they see a, a silly cartoonish sticker recruiting for their clan one of them was a picture of clans folks in their hoods and uh, and it said you know the the original boys in the hood i mean it's right essentially a joke it um, is and the idea that white people are going to look to find them and there's no phone number all right folks we're going to take a quick break a lot more with uh justin katz um or i i'm sorry we had a mind technical glitch but justin you seem back go right ahead yep no it was just uh i was was just saying the the idea that we're we're all just there's no websites on these stickers there's no directions how you would be recruited it's just it's just this idea they're perpetuating that allows them and if you look at the crowds it looks like it's largely older white folks uh rallying and and being righteous uh over over essentially a witch scare it's it's almost it gets to the point of of you know like a parody of mccarthyism as if they're the communists are under every bed uh and to to really make it such an issue trying to scare people i i don't know it's 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 like we're teaching people to be racist and i i can't help but but link it with you know in colleges where uh, there's a professor named eric kaufman who's, who's done some studies and he's, he's finding that not surprisingly the more time you spend in college and the more time you spend on social media the more likely you are to see racism everywhere and the whole ideology is to define everything by race race first and that's just a racist ideology which is which is really the this bizarre thing about it is they're they're really pushing us t- backwards toward racism it's just got the left-wing spin on it so they don't mind too much you know what else one of the stickers you're right was the kkk wants you is if it's like a recruiting thing or that's I think it's supposed to be like a hoax or just someone thinking they're funny with the Uncle Sam wants you. But, Justin, it, it's it's a lot of the same that woman, Mel Barnum, she then it's it's as if they want to create this atmosphere that when you're next to a white person in the grocery store, you may not realize it, but they could secretly be a member of the Klan as if this was, you know, Mississippi in the 60s and there were these secret clan meetings happening around the state. It is just absolutely the, the, the uh, you know, the, the talk at that rally and you're exactly right on who attended. It just doesn't match reality of what's really going on out there. You're right. There's no presence of that. There's no evidence of that. It's like someone just got their hands on these stickers and put them around compared to though, and you make a good point about this when you wrote about it, what happened with the Derek, Chauvin case and one of the people that testified now that's real those are real threats when they put the the blood at someone's home right it wasn't even his home it was the people who moved into the house after him. right so, oh that's right but one of the one of the defense witnesses uh had that his old home was was splashed with blood and they put a pig's head on his on his door now when you get that kind of huh. that's that's kkk style terrorism yeah. when you're when you get that then you have something to complain about right 
right now what we see in Rhode Island, and we saw it a few years ago with Alorza when a handful of similar pamphlets were handed out in East Providence as if that's that's the fertile recruiting ground for the KKK. Um, but when, when we saw that, what it does is it generates this. If, it, like you say, you put it well, if, if you're walking around thinking the guy next to you at the grocery store could be a secret Klansman and you're out there looking for those white supremacists, then that's a very potent weapon, like we were just talking about, where the, the left can turn that on anybody uh, who's, who's prominent in the state or anybody who disagrees with them and say, aha, there's the white supremacist. That's the one. That's what we mean. And that's that's what they're doing. It's, it becomes a political weapon. And we see this in the, the protests that are going on. I mean, they're, they're hosted by what the the Socialists and Liberation Party or something like that. I mean, this is where it's it's ultimately it's about a few gullible people uh, feeling righteous and being manipulated by, I think, cynical politicos who are just trying to to have a weapon to use against anybody who opposes them. And, and um, if, uh, describe, how would you describe the media coverage? Uh, Channel 12 did cover the, the, the whole story in Warren with the stickers. Well, the, you know, so, uh, somewhere I read this weekend, it used to be uh, journalism was, was, you're just supposed to be cynical of everything. You're supposed to yeah. challenge everything. And I mean, we see that deteriorating in so many ways. I mean, politically, a lot of what you get are, are essentially the press releases from government probably because a lot of the journalists see a six-figure career path if they go into government PR. But the the other side of that is just this completely credulous uh, coverage of these sorts of things. There's, you know, if, if the politics were reversed, you know very well that every journalist in the state would have the attitude of, okay, show me. Where right. where is the evidence of this? I, I'm willing to believe you. Where is it? Is it just stickers, or is there something more? What is it? Who's funding you, by the way? What's who's backing you? Are you a billionaire connected activist? That's what they would be doing if the politics were reversed. But again, it's it's wholly political along ideological lines, and it's it really does us all a disservice. And I wonder if that's why a lot of people just are starting to tune out. Folks, again, our uh, segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, who's the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. Justin, what did you make of uh, there were more protests last week? And again, one had to do with the shooting in Chicago. The other had to do with the uh, stabbing that happened in uh, in Ohio. Excuse me, the little boy that was shot in Chicago, Ohio. Uh, there was no then real demonstration after the verdict because the he uh, Derek Chauvin was found guilty. But um, but it, it what I found really interesting, there was a story in the Boston Globe that a local activist with the Nonviolence Institute, he basically called out the protesters and said, locally, when there are victims of crime, people are killed, not by police, but, you know, just by each other within the neighborhoods, There's, they're ignored. And, you know, the only candlelight vigil that happens is basically the family and there's something on the sidewalk. You have all these people marching around. They want the mayor of Chicago to resign. They want you know, the police chief in uh, in Columbus, Ohio, to resign. And yet two miles from where they are, there were people being shot and killed. And but it's not fashionable, basically, to go and protest in their name. Right. Well, you, you brought up a big point. I've got to give a lot of props to Cedric Huntley of the Nonviolence yes. Institute for really saying trying to reframe this and saying and basically he said, you know, whatever's happened nationally. And frankly, you know, he didn't say this, but I will. If you if you have a country of 300 something million people, you'll be able to find stories of any nature you want out there yep. and, and find one a month and make it seem like a trend. And that's basically what the news media is doing, I think. But if but his point to Cedric Huntley was. You know, if you're looking in Rhode Island, you don't see cops killing black and brown boys. You right. see black and brown boys killing each other. Yeah, that's a bigger problem. And that's that's almost that's almost a, so honest. It feels shocking and refreshing to hear somebody say it like that. But that's that's the case. The problem is, as and it's becoming a running theme, I think, in, in recent weeks, is when you look at it that way. There's there are no easy solutions. There's no there's no one to blame but all of us and there's no political advantage to it except to try to pull up your sleeves, work together and fix problems. It's a lot easier. And as I just said, these groups organizing these rallies, I mean, it's no longer Black Lives Matter. It's Black Lives Matter PAC, which, you know, PAC is supposed to stand for Political Action Committee, them in concert with Party for Socialism and Liberation. So this is not about race. It's not about cops killing black kids. It's about politics. It's about socialism. 
that's what they're pushing ultimately. And it's the socialism that has Black Lives Matter executives buying multi-million dollar houses. Uh, but that's basically what they're they're pushing for. And I, I think it's it's high time. And hopefully, Cedric Huntley of the of the Nonviolence Institute is kind of a a lead of a, a, an increasing movement to say, whoa, all right, let's stop this. Let's start being honest about what the problems really are. And again, if you look at the rallies, apart from the ones you can't tell because they're head to foot black cloth, uh, <clears throat> kind of reminiscent of an inverted Klansman, um, a lot of the, the attendees of these rallies are white. Yeah, I mean, the speakers are the, the people oh, in, yeah. in the audience are. This is this is the. Uh, it makes me think of when I was in college and I bumped into one of the most aggressive people I met in college was the head of the campus socialists. I mean, that's that's what it reminds me of. We've got a we've got a number of colleges in, in Rhode Island, and so you you can you can get a few dozen people together uh, to to rally for socialism in the name of race. Uh, and I think that's that's basically what we're seeing here is race has now become the stand-in because Marxist class warfare didn't turn out as as the left wanted uh, so now they're making race a substitute folks another quick break a lot more politics this week justin katz managing editor ocean state current uh, excuse me of anchorising.com right here on the john DePietro show this portion of the john DePietro show folks is brought to you by brother's disposal call brother roland today now offering weekly trash collection services brother's disposal look for them on facebook they have those purple dumpsters and the facebook page stands out purple and yellow brother's disposal again offering weekly trash collection services call for an estimate 401-688-0517 401-688-0517 come on brother call brother's disposal today put a purple dumpster in your driveway maybe you're doing some spring cleaning or maybe you want to clean out that basement the garage the attic Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. And remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401 401- 351-7600. Remember, with JKL, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the wintertime, JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today. For for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351-7600, 401-351-7600, 351 It's J.K.L. Engineering. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor for AnchorRising.com. Um, Justin, the census is due out this week, and we could do a little bit of prediction. What's What's really on the line here is whether or not Rhode Island is going to be able to hold on to both congressional seats. Now, uh, I know some people think, well, since Governor Raimondo, it now falls under 
basically her, excuse me, um, Secretary Raimondo, formerly Governor Raimondo, but uh, Secretary Raimondo, it now falls kind of under her branch of government that somehow she could save both seats. Um, I, I don't think so. Uh, she's only been there a short time. There, there's other parts of the country that have just exploded with population. And I, and I just I don't think there's any way to stem the tide. And I, I think there's a few other warning signs, mainly that Congressman Jim Langevin basically has just stopped raising money. He raised, I think, a little over one hundred thousand last quarter. Cicilline raised over six hundred thousand. Um, I, I think you can kind of tell who's staying and now who's just going to look for something else to do. But what is your thought on census and whether or not the state loses one of its congressional seats? Well, I, I think it's likely, and I, I do want to affirm that Raimondo, I, I don't, whether she's new or not, I don't think she could do much about it, whatever's no. going to happen, because I mean, this is not Rhode Island. This is a national thing. Right. There, there, actually, there are actually two parties out there, there are, and our loss is another state's gain So on this count. So there are people watching the calculation, and I will, if, if there's a thumb on the scale, they will look to find it uh, and, and make a hay of it. So I, I really don't whatever the outcome is, I don't think she's going to be able to do much about it. But, you know, as you say, it's, a, it's this is how the system's supposed to work. People don't want to come live and work in Rhode Island. And so they go elsewhere. And so the people, the people get more representation where they are. I mean, it's just, it's just how it works. And frankly, uh, what it helps to do is make the places that are stuck in mud uh, less powerful. And it's probably ultimately a good thing. But what, what strikes me about this is just the, the lack of concern among Rhode Islanders. I mean, so, so on, on a, the, I guess from the political standpoint for the, the insiders, the best outcome is uh, we squeak by and keep two seats. But is this real? What does it say about our state that every 10 years we have to have this nail biting question of whether we're going to be de 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 demoted to one congressman? You would think that Rhode Islanders would kind of push back on that and ask why this is happening. And what you see, what strikes me with with uh, the state state politicians is they always look to game the system. They don't want to fix the problems. And we saw this about a decade ago when everybody was concerned about all our poor, terrible rankings on every economic or otherwise uh, ranking national ranking. We were bottom five, usually, often the very dead last in business friendliness. And what the, the Senate and state Senate and the House got together and they had big commissions and had brought in experts. And what did they do? They didn't fix any problems. They figured out how to game the system. Ah, if we change the tax so it's collected this way and not that way, it won't count by the tax foundation, but we won't, but we'll still collect even more taxes. And so that was their solution. And I think we see something similar with population. Instead of trying to make it so people aren't leaving, which is hard and requires insiders to give up power, they do things like try to attract uh, people who are going to rely on government benefits. Yes. I, I think I think that's what we're more and more going to see. And, and the, the poster for this poster child for this is uh, Lawrence, Massachusetts, where when, as businesses left, government became more and more central as to the economy. And so they started importing, whereas businesses used to import workers from other countries, Lawrence started to import uh, people to receive benefits so they could turn around and either tax or go to the federal state or federal governments and say, hey, give us money. And I think Rhode Island is, is one of the leading examples in the, in the country of this becoming a statewide phenomenon. Well, that and, and their solution was not to change the policies or try to improve things. Let's face it. The solution was to turn cities into sanctuary cities, the state into a sanctuary state, and basically encourage illegals to come live here from other countries who then would be completely loyal. No one will ever convince me that, you know, Mayor Lorza didn't set up a pipeline to people of Guatemala saying, come live in Providence. I'm your mayor. I'll protect you. No one's going to come after you. I mean, that was their solution. Instead of doing the hard work, in trying to reform it to keep it that people either a want to stay or people with jobs want to come here, they decide to go the other route, which is just let's just uh, you know bring some people in. Justin, yeah, how do you think? Go ahead. There's a there's a phrase for that. I wish I could remember the, the writer's name. <clears throat> he writes for some national publications. He calls it weaponized government incompetence. And basically, it's in the interests of these folks. Usually, they're in the, the Democrat Party, but not necessarily, not to do the hard work of governing. Because when you do that, you attract middle class families who are difficult because they want yes. independence and they want you to do your job and fill the potholes. What they want are the people who want need your services so they can turn around and tax and collect 
money for your, the services the government is providing you. So it, it, it starts to look a lot like a deliberate strategy, which, again, I, the, the mystery to me is why Rhode Islanders themselves aren't more apt to, to push back. Um, how do you think Governor McKee is doing right now with uh, both COVID and also the vaccine? Well, I was I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised to see that he's he's pushing us toward mostly a reopening by the end of May. I, that was a, an open question to me whether he would actually take that stand. And I think it raises interesting questions about you know when at what point do we say government loses its superpowers and and then after that what allows him to say okay new emergency declared. So I, th- I think he's doing all right. I'd like to see more movement on the uh, getting rid of the mask mandates, although we're moving in that direction. I was a little worried when he, because last week the news was that he wasn't seeing a mask mandate going away. So I was kind of worried he was going to be along those lines. But I mean, I, you've got to compare him with Raimondo. And I think it, I'd, it's, it'd be very surprising indeed if, if he weren't more apt to push to, to open up uh, for small businesses and, and just for the the country's, the state's economic well-being. I mean, we we spent a lot of time, and the, the governor Raimondo really threw us into a, a lurch uh, with with her response to this thing. With with not, we didn't. Our numbers weren't. It's not like we had stellar numbers for infections because of it. So, I I, I I'm inclined to be a little bit more optimistic. But part of me, the cynical part, thinks this is just somewhere he can kind. He feels like he can kind of act without upsetting the progressives who he needs for the primary. And that may be a wall he'll run into at some point. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the fact that right now it's seemingly they, there's plenty of vaccine. They even opened up this past weekend, walk up vaccine. You could just walk up, wait in line. But what, what, do you, um, what is your thought on if anything can be done regarding the hesitancy of some people to get the vaccine? Well, that might be one area where I'm, I'm glad we've got McKee and not Raimondo. I could see Raimondo being much stronger in forcing people, finding ways to force it. Instead, what we get is uh, Dr. Alexander Scott, the health director, kind of vague threats about if if we need to keep the vaccinations going or we're going to have to pull back on opening up, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, if they don't go any farther than that, I think it's a good thing. I, I, I mean, it's a good thing that they don't go farther because I, I can live with the uh, health director telling me you know, I should think twice before going into a crowded place if I haven't been vaccinated. It's when the pressure starts to build on businesses. And that's one thing. I don't know if it's just, it's hard to tell because everything's happening at the same time. Uh, so I don't know if it's just because the, the virus has eased up or because the governor has changed. But uh, just a few months ago, we were talking about a judge who said, yes, the governor can shut down a business. Uh, of course, that judge was immediately appointed to the Supreme Court <laughs> after that ruling. Uh, but so that was where we were just a few months ago. So I, I kind of hopefully it's McKee and the opening up. I don't know how much longer people are going to really put up with that the pushing of, of the envelope. I mean, Nicole Alexander Scott, she was saying, as every day that goes by, if you're not vaccinated, you're more at risk, which is ludicrous. It's not, that's not how viruses work. It's not a demon floating around in the air looking for vulnerable people. That's just not re- realistic. And so I, I don't think they're going to get much traction with that. And hopefully they won't try and, and people will start to get over their, their fears. I think that's going to be our biggest hurdle, frankly, is, is getting people comfortable, st- you know, sitting in, in every pew at a church or, or uh, sitting at a movie theater or anything like that. I think that comfort level, because we've so been so traumatized over the past year, is probably the bigger barrier. And it's, I don't see a lot of effort among government, uh, government agents or uh, officials to try to address that problem. Folks, he is the uh, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, great job. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks. Look forward to the next talk. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape 
without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote. 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com Mega Logistics they're there to help you give them a call today 401-431-2300 MEGA Mega Logistics if you have freight you need freight goods third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, LawnDoctor.com, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, LawnDoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depietro.com. 